welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody, how you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I'm a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art, a 5th degree master in the Taekwondo Martial Art. I'm a brown sash in Kung Fu, and I've been training for over 3 years in Kabuto Weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix show. Now, um, today's example comes to us from both the Karate Kid and the Cobra Kai show. Um, in the Karate Kid, uh, the uh, Daniel would um, was built was helping Mr. Miyagi to uh, build the backyard oasis so that they could train in martial arts. Also, too, in Cobra Kai, the Miyagi-Do students were doing the same thing. They were, uh, you know, fixing up the, uh, the oasis in the back that was left over from the Miyagi days, and uh, they were doing it also to, um, to do the work to build their strength and develop muscle memory for their techniques. Now, um... There was also an episode in Cobra Kai where um, the Cobra Kai's students destroyed the Miyagi-Do dojo. Okay? Uh, then the uh, Miyagi-Do students had to rebuild it again. Okay? So sometimes they had to, you have to rebuild stuff. Um, lastly, our last example today is the time where the combined dojos of the Eagle Fang and the Miyagi-Do expanded the dojo by destroying the fence behind and um, cleaning up the mess in the extra space behind uh, that Miyagi's, uh, the Miyagi still owned that area in order to um, clean it up and build a fighting platform so that they can develop their fighting skills. Now, in all these uh, examples that I give you today inside the Karate Kid and uh, movies and the Cobra Kai TV show um, are to develop what our theme is today. Our theme or our topic is building and destroying. Okay, building and destroying. Now, a little personal history on this. Um, uh, we had, uh, my father and I built a fight, uh, <laughs> I called it a fighting platform. It's kind of like a fighting platform, but we built a uh, a ramp for my uh, for our grandmother uh, when she was staying with us um, to um, to bring the wheelchair up and down the porch. Okay, uh, when our family no longer needed it, um, it became a fighting platform um, that I took out to the woods and I raised it and elevated it um, for fun and stabilized it in order to have an area to have a fighting platform so that we were developing our fighting skills out in the woods, you could uh, focus on your defense a little bit more so that you would not fall off. Okay, plus it was cool to raise it up, you know, to a higher level. So I think we had it like like waist level or chest level or something like that. So um, it was pretty cool, you know, and it was all made, so I didn't want it to go to waste. So uh, we did that. Um, also, too, in fact, um, I filmed a movie in college using that as a set for a fight scene. So we did a fight scene on it in college using a 16-millimeter film uh, for my, um, my uh, telecom and my radio, television, and film major in school. 
So um, I have a little personal history on this uh, uh, this topic. Now, um, our work task today is to focus on doing construction. Okay, so you know, recently I've done construction here at the uh, the new the new dojo, and uh, when you're doing construction, you have to start off with uh, the rough cuts, so to speak. Okay, so you have to you have to put up walls. Um, so I put up two walls. Um, first in order to sanction off the back area so that I could heat it up uh, in the wintertime here in Michigan. Um, then I had to build the walls for the um, changing rooms and uh, build the walls for the bathroom and for the um, storage room. So when you're, when you're um, doing construction, you have to get things like sort of um, like everything out of the way so that you can, you can build. You know, like, for example, um, some of the walls that they had in here against the concrete were not very good. So I destroyed them, um, did the demo, and then after I demoed it, then um, I put two-by-fours back on the uh, concrete walls, insulated it, and then drywalled it again, okay, so that it was done right. Um, you basically have to rough it in and then bring it to life. Okay, so a lot of times people don't like the uh, well demo part's fun, but then having to rebuild it again is not fun. Okay, and the theory is um, that you need to sometimes you need to destroy something in order to bring it back again. Okay, which is also true when uh, when you're doing floors. You know, so like say you're doing a floor um, and it's in bad shape. And you've got to rip up the um, whatever flooring's there, and then you have to replace the floorboards underneath it, and then you have to make sure it's level, and then you have to re-floor it again, whatever, whatever flooring you decide. Uh, here at the martial arts studio, we use mats to go over top, okay, but sometimes you use, we also did vinyl plank flooring in the back uh, and in the changing rooms, okay, so the floor had to be leveled first before you could put the vinyl plank floor in. So that's what I mean by roughing it in. You've got to make sure that everything, all the rough stuff's done first. You know, all the, all the building, you know, the, the walls, all the, um, the uh, adding of drywall, all the uh, mudding and, and sanding of seams. And then you have to uh, paint it, you know, to finish it off. Then you can start adding the, the trimmings or the fine-tuning, okay? And we're going to use this analogy throughout our podcast topic today, okay? So, um, when you get things the way you want it, okay, because this is hard when you're doing construction, when you got things the way you want it, you leveled the wall, you make sure it's all strong, then you have to start nailing it in, okay? Now, nailing it in is a, is a commitment, okay? So you have to commit to this is where it's going to go, okay? You can't, uh, you can't not make a decision. You have to make a decision and commit to the decision, okay? And then you have to go, for, go with it from there. Okay, so when you get it the way you want, nail it in. Then you need to make informed decisions, okay, about everything that you decide to do in your construction task, okay. Um, and then uh, there's a com concept I, I put here too. I know I'm not talking too much on specifics because construction, uh, you know, means a lot of things. Like um, when I'm looking around my, my uh, office here, there is wood trim. Like, for example, uh, one of the doorways here, um, 
I decided to put a barn door. So um, it fit perfectly to have a one by eight in the doorway all the way around on the inside and then put one by four on the outside for the trim. Okay, so when it's all said and done, it's a nice looking doorway. You know, it looks good. It's all, it's all sealed up. It's um, all contained. It's all clean. It's all painted. It's all sanded. And it looks like an awesome doorway. Okay, then you put your barn door in front. Okay. Um, it's hard when you're doing construction, like in a house or cottage or a studio or business, because you have to rough things in and then you have to, you get to the point finally that things are all roughed in and you get to do the fine detail part. And I always think the fine detail part's more fun. And then, um, you know, home shows like HGTV, that's always the more fun part where you get to decide colors, put up trim, make it look nice. Uh, put decorations up. That's always the fun part. The construction part's never the fun part, you know. And, but the thing of it is, is that it's hard work, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be that construction guy that makes the choices, the big choices, and roughs things in uh, before you can do, do the fine-tuning and the uh, decoration. Now, um, our martial art practice today, okay, using and doing this construction, is to um, the topic of fighting on a platform or area. Okay, so that's what we're going to focus on today for our martial art training. Uh, when you when you have an, a platform, like I built a platform uh, down in Florida for a class, a Miyagi-Do class, where there was a platform, they had to do their pattern on the platform. Okay, now that, sometimes th things like that are built, I built it too heavy, um, so it was hard to transport. I built it into two halves that could be put together. It's still kind of too heavy, so the next time I do something like that, I probably will build it out of one by wood instead of by two by wood, because two by wood gave it a lot of strength, but two by wood uh, made it too heavy. So it ended up being um, a platform that went underneath the garbage cans when we sold the house. So <laughs> that's how it works, but you know, it's fun. Um, so if I ever did that again, that's what I would do. But um, you can also do it different ways. You can do it outside an outside dojo. You can do a platform like like I did, okay. Especially if it's permanent. Um, you can also find platforms. You know, like when you're out and about in different um, you know parks and stuff, you find yourself something that resembles a landing platform of some kind that you could uh, get on top of and practice your martial arts skills. You could also use a balance beam um, or a wider platform like that or pier. Okay, so that's a lot of fun. You can also uh, outline an area using cones, or you can tape off an area as well, okay? Uh, at home, if you have a cement patch, you could uh, paint an area just to, for your use. And what you do is, is that on that fighting, fighting platform, you work on balance steps, okay? So don't just work on balance, work on balance steps. Like every step that you take when you're fighting, where is your balance at? Is your balance on your front foot, your back foot? How are you moving? Are your feet too narrow, too wide? Um, so take balanced steps. Then the concept is, is that you're not always going to have all the room in the world to defend yourself. Okay, so that's the, that's the point of the platform is to have an area where you can defend yourself. And we do it in class sometimes by um, putting cones down um, or focus mitts down so that people have to stay within a certain you know, circle or square, okay? Now, as you're doing this practice, these are the things that you can do. 
One is you can focus on shifting back. Okay, and in fact, in our martial art program, we focus on that at white belt level. We focus on shifting back. Okay, you focus on sidestepping. Now, sidestepping is usually done at a little bit higher rank. Okay, um, I believe it's around uh, yellow senior that we start doing sidestepping. Okay, so that you can start uh, making sure that you are getting out of the way. So in shifting back, your biggest thing is to get your body sideways so there's less of you to hit and also, too, to get your head out of the picture. Okay, so that's a concept called getting your head out of the picture. So in a fight, you want to get your head out of the picture so that you can use your head for other things like thinking, seeing what's coming at you, um, getting the fist away from your face. Nobody likes getting hit in the face. And also, too, uh, it starts affecting your ability to think when you get hit in the face. Okay? Um, so get your head out of the picture. Then you block to avoid getting hit. Okay? And you block to make an opening so that you can fire back. Okay? Because eventually, we talk about this all the time on um, when we play games in the uh, studio. We play dodgeball. Okay? And we play dodgeball. There's people that are really good at the defense. They'll jump, they'll duck, they'll get to the side, they use a ball to block. Um, so they have really good defense. Okay, And sometimes those teams do well, but sometimes those teams don't do very well because they never attack back. So I've had uh, you know games in, in Florida where um, the students would just simply you know, defend, 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 defend. And they go on for a long time. They last a long time. But eventually, they will lose because they need to fire back in order to get people out. Okay? And that's sometimes true in, in self-defense as well. Okay? Um, sometimes you have to hit back in order to stop the situation. Okay? So that's what you want to work on when you're doing your platform or area training. Okay? Work, work on those, those things. And you can do those things just for martial art practice. Um, you know, we always talk about how to do it. You can do it by um, just doing it in general. Like, so like a lot, a lot, a certain amount of time, like a 30 second time limit or a minute time limit to focus on your blocking skills. We even do that on Zoom when we're doing remote classes. Okay. Um, also too, you can do it by um, doing it by numbers. Okay. So you can do one shift back, one shift back, count to 10, do it in both stances, do 20. Okay. And when you're doing it, make sure that you do all the steps. You know, put your weight on your back foot, get your body sideways, less of you to hit, get your head out of the picture, okay? And then block, okay? And then look for the opening, look for the opening, block. You can block, 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 stay defensive, then look for that opening. As soon as you find that opening, you may have to take a warning shot. Palm strike to the stomach, palm strike to the shoulder. Home strike to the chest, something that warns them that, hey, I'm not messing around, you need to stop. Okay? Then, of course, if that doesn't happen, you'll have to do more than that, like a combination, like we instruct you in class. Okay? Now, um, the mental training, the mental training, okay, for the platform slash building and destroying topic is to contain your thoughts to your surroundings. Okay? Just like the platform, contain your thoughts to the surroundings. Interpret correctly, okay, and try and keep things um, present. Present. That's what we talked about in the big class I taught the other day. Keep things in the present. Don't worry about 
complaining or don't worry about you know what's going on around you, but focus on what's going on. Well, you do focus on what's going on around you, but you keep in the present, not in the future, not in the past. Okay. Now, um, just like in construction, you want to rough things in and then fine tune things. Okay. So just like construction, the same ideology is that you rough things in. Okay. Then you fine tune things. Okay. Just like your patterns or kata. Okay, so you take your patterns or your kata, you work on the big motions first, then when you get better, then focus on the little motions, okay? And that's important. That's what I'm doing right now in trying to get ready for my next test, okay? I am doing the rough motions right now, and later on, I'll be saying to myself as I do my training, make sure you drive your hip more, make sure that you keep your back guard up, make sure that you lift your leg up a little bit higher. Okay, make sure you follow through. Okay, so those are all the check marks that you say when you're educating your technique. That's the check marks that you do in order to get better. Okay, and then um, another mental aspect of this is to focus on what you can correct both in yourself and in your relationships. Okay, so use the platform ideology to focus on uh, what you can do to correct yourself and with your surroundings slash your relationships, okay? So it's a, it's a good concept, good, good concept to focus on, okay? Now, um, remember that um, every single week we have a technique of the week or a certain training of the week that you can do, okay, a concept. And we also have a secret phrase each week, okay? So the technique of the week is Rough patterns, fine patterns. Rough patterns, five fine patterns. Okay, um, and that's how you get better at martial arts. Okay, by putting those sequences together, you can do that. Now you can do that with anything. It doesn't have to be just patterns. We just used it as a concept today. Rough patterns, fine patterns. You can do the same thing with rough speed drills, fine speed drills. You can do the same thing with basic set, rough basic set, fine basic set. Okay. Um, some people would argue that you shouldn't ever do like, like rough stuff. You should always do fine, but some people get hung up in the details. So sometimes you need to just rough things in. Okay. In fact, when I prepared for my podcast today, I looked at my outline and rough things in. And then as I talk to you, I find things up. Okay. Actors do the same thing with their lines. They learn their lines. Then they start putting the acting into it, okay? So it's a concept that's used a lot, okay? Um, once you get skilled at something and you're up to speed on something, then, of course, that concept of always do it the right way every single time comes into play, okay? But sometimes you have to you know, rough things in first and then find things up. Now, the secret phrase of the week of course, is get your head out of the picture. Okay, I like that one just because uh, it sounded funny. Uh, get your head out of the picture. Okay, remember a picture? So get your head out of the picture. Okay, I would say get your head out of the game, but you want your head to be in the game. You just want it out of the picture so that you don't get hit. Okay, um, remember that in order to fully learn any kind of martial art, including Miyagi-Do Karate, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training, okay? So we can make learning concepts out of basically anything, okay? 
which is important because then we have um, um, a more creative way to train besides just the um, the thing, the everyday things that most other martial arts do. So remember that we're here every every week, every day, and every week, learning martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Have a great day. Bye-bye.